Welcome, everybody, to episode 40 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email, but don't. <laughs> I'm Chris. They laughed at me too when I addressed the UN Assembly, and you can find me at CD Villa Senor on Twitter, and with me is Ty. Didn't expect that response, but uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, you can find me, Gaslighting the Nation, at S-E-A-T-J-K. All right. What are we talking about today? Uh, golf, shockingly. Uh, we're also going to talk about our longstanding celebrity crushes. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, names. You know, you know, naming your, uh, naming your kids. Yeah, celebrity last week we talked about fake names. Yeah, this, t- this time we're talking about real names and the, uh, and the blight that your real name can be on your person. And in the OT, we'll talk about horrific things that you can see on the internet which i guess that that can be a pretty broad topic that's it's nearly everything that's the that's i think that would comes down to but we will talk about specific horrific things that we maybe have saw this week yeah well, when you when you're putting on a a broad ranging podcast it takes on so many different types of topics like we do um, I just drop stuff in here. I'm like, hey, this is horrible. Did you see this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The I ch- someday, like you said, someday the Smithsonian Institute will want to have our Google Doc that we that we throw stuff into here for the show, that we parse through it and try to bubble up stuff that we want to talk about. But someday they'll find it and they'll say, this, these people, these two. Yep. We should have known about them more in the context of history <laughs> just toiling away in obscurity <laughs> <laughs> all right so for our first um for our first topic torah 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 tiger 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 i mean come on tiger got, tiger 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 woods y'all you know it's so funny that this dude who may be one of the most widely mocked sports figures of our entire lives in fact in the entire history of sports can get into contention at a (laughs) golf tournament and the entire country nay the world tunes in like the what was hilarious is i saw all these numbers the rating numbers and the streaming numbers Mm -hmm. for for the back nine of this event and they're off the chart they crushed all the football games did this guy that like i said it's it's crazy i did not watch a lot of football on sunday (laughs) i flipped over to the red zone every once in a while like when there was a a break in the action or a commercial break but for the most part i watched the entire afternoon session this was it was golf day i mean tiger woods buried the nfl which i find i don't i know why i love it but it's really crazy to think that the nation at large pretty much said, okay, football, whatever, huh? I'm, we're going to go watch Tiger. So I thought that was, I thought that was amazing. So I want to hear about it. So you say, I know why I love it. And the thing is, is that I'm not sure I know why I love it other than like, you know, the same way I love golf just in general as a golfer. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Tiger kind of became big when I was, right when I was graduating from high school. So was right when I was getting you know, into sports and playing a lot of golf and stuff like that. So, like, I, I feel connected to him in a way that doesn't really make any sense, but I still don't really know why I care so much. Um, why do you care so much? Yeah, I think, well, he he brought 
a certain amount of he brought like the young tiger brought this amazing amount of excitement to the sport mm-hmm. and i think that much it's much different than other sports where aside from a few specific examples tiger's career is a golfer's career is much much longer than a basketball player's career or a football player's career and you know you see them every week and you do this whole thing and when you're when you're really into golf you're tuning in for the majors and all these things and so he was just the most exciting thing about golf and and sports in general and i think that uh that as he has gotten older you know you get to see this you get to see that arc right you get to see the the young buck the guy who's struggling Mm -hmm. you know career on the rocks career maybe over and then mm-hmm. for him to pop out the other side of that and win this golf tournament, I thought was pretty exciting stuff. It just doesn't. I mean, it's just a it's a story that you can't. If you wrote it down, someone would say, "Ah, no, <laughs> they, they can't be real." It's a little crazy that people are so quick to sort of move past all the shit that he did, though, right? I mean, like, <laughs> you know, winning I mean, winning cures a lot. Is like the craziest. Yeah, and like I mean, winning cures everything, right? I mean, the sports fans, we do this. Over and over and over again. If you're if you're a fan of the Lakers, you don't care what Kobe did in Colorado. <laughs> you only remember that you only remember that he that he brought home six rings. I mean, yeah. I mean that's the these are the kinds of things that people in sports for sure are quick to dismiss the the worst parts of these people and and just and glom onto to the excitement that is that is sports. And yeah, True, I don't see a lot of Seahawks fans getting upset about Frank Clark still being on the team. Right. right. Football. It's one of those deals. It's like once they put the uni on and start playing the game, you forget about all the other horrible crap that may have gone on. And, and in Tiger's case, you know, he shot himself in the foot, you know, he ruined his marriage, but I don't, I don't see him as a, as an evil person. You know what I mean? I don't think he did a lot of evil stuff. I mean, no. he, he He's liked an idiot. He liked he he liked to be with women who weren't his wife. <laughs> so, I mean, it makes him a, it makes him a scumbag, but it doesn't make him like he's not Cosby. Correct. <laughs> he's not Cosby. So, um, yeah, I think the worst mistake he made was fathering children. That's just that's the only real mistake. I mean, it's not great to marry somebody and then cheat on them. That's definitely yeah. not ideal. But well, we, yeah, I mean, I think that's a I think that's a that's a pretty. It's a pretty common case in terms of sports or famous people. Right. I mean, right. famous people do this all the time, right? They get right. they get married for a hot minute, have kids, and then get divorced because one or the other can't can't keep it together. But you know, yeah, so what it's is, just it, it's it's understood that it goes along with the fame. Yeah, but you know, I think I have I have a little more measure. People people love to like say, okay, Tiger won, and now he's going to win seven more majors and thirty five more. Oh, I don't know that he'll win again. It was it was it's. A, I have a very measured take, and I know that everybody liked to get sort of whipped up into it. And that crowd scene, that fairway scene, it's intense. On eighteen was the craziest thing I've ever seen in all of golf. I mean, I've been watching golf for how long? I've never seen anything like that. That was nuts. Yeah, it was, I've never seen anything like that either. And uh, just this, like, like, hun- like hundreds deep. <laughs> yes, like five thousand people on that fairway, just running around crazy. But yeah. uh, but as much as we like to gush, which I think as a podcast we're famous for gushing. I think that's kind of our <laughs> gushing is our mayu. 
<laughs> the uh, but I'm a little more measured about this. I think uh, I think Tiger benefited from the fact that it was a 30-person field. I think that helps a lot. You don't have to beat, you know, some guy coming out of the woodwork and shooting, you know, shooting the lights out. Granted, they're the 30 best golfers of the year, right. but it's still not a 120, you know, five-person field that you've got to beat all these people, which I think is difficult. Um, I think he figured some stuff out. I like, you know, I like the I like the approach he took. I mean, he's the greatest iron player who's ever lived. So, mm-hmm. just kind of drive it in the fairway, dude. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the putter got hot, and you know, that's, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, but, I think what he had something, some crazy, twelve one putts or something. Yeah. On Saturday. So, yeah. So I mean, when you look at it, I mean, that's generally the formula for playing good golf. <laughs> You make I, putts, think, win. That's kinda yeah, I think every sport has that you know in, in hockey is if is the goal if your goalie gets hot in the playoffs you win yeah you know no, in, in golf in, there's two stats that matter I mean obviously fairways and greens but really what matters is um putt putt it yeah average average putt distance and make percentage yeah because the closer it. you are the more they go in <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so it's it's one of those deals where I was I was uh I was happy to see him win I I I got a little emotional there. I don't. I got a little choked up. I don't know. I don't know what. And I couldn't explain it, which was I think was the funniest part. It's like why am I semi-emotional about this this win? I don't know. He was choked up a little bit. Everyone, you know, the commentators were choked up a little bit. I got choked up a little bit. I just, it was weird. Yeah, I. You know, I can't say that I had an emotional reaction. I was super excited. Um, I. You know, I was really enthralled. I was engaged the whole time. I was actively rooting against one, one of my favorite golfers and Justin Rose. We, um, I, I was talking with a, a friend about if that ball had hopped backwards in the bunker there on 18 that hops forwards and ends up on the green. Like, hey, maybe he, Tiger wins the FedEx Cup too. Yeah. And that yeah. changes everything. But uh, I, I think the thing I'm most excited for in the coming uh, months is the U.S. Open. I guess it's not the coming months, but next year is the U.S. Open at Pebble. Obviously, historically, Tiger's been dominant there. So if he still has his A game, it'll be interesting to see if he can go out and win another major or two. And like I, I, I have also a measured take on it. I have, don't feel like there's any guarantees that he's back in the same. I think that the Ryder Cup is going to be very interesting and certainly a lot more engaging with Tiger's presence. Um, speaking of, I know you saw the promo. I think everybody saw the promo today where Tiger was asked about his uh, Mount Rushmore of golf. Yeah, and which I thought was terrific. Yeah, because how often do you get the privilege to say something like what he said, which is Sneed, Jones, Nicholas, me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a no bullshit me either, which is yep. the yeah. which is the best part of it all. It's like I'm just gonna be honest about it. I'm just gonna own the fact that I'm one of the greatest golfers who ever lived. And I think that's cool. I mean that's uh and I and I and I have uh Hard to argue that that Mount Rushmore. I mean, some people would might might swap out Hogan for Sneed, the old schoolers, the old because you know how old school people love yeah. like like if Dan Jenkins were to be here right now, that crappy old golf writer Dan Jenkins, he would tell you that Hogan was the greatest thing that ever happened in the history of ever, and it's a great story, <laughs> but it's but it's definitely an old guy take. Chris is laughing because I'm miming, I'm pantomiming uh, oral sex while he's <laughs> telling that story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, Ben Hogan's great. Um, I, I I learned a lot from his book when I was a young golfer. Uh, 
Snead has 84 wins on tour. Yeah. I just don't, I mean, if you're going to boil it down to who's the greatest, at some point numbers come into play because we talk about this all the time with um, uh, lots of different sports, but there's a difference between being the greatest of all time and having the highest ceiling of all time. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Because potential is one thing, but you got to put the rings on. Did it's, you hear that? The timer was yes. on super quiet. <laughs> I did hear okay. the timer, but <laughs> it's it's the Aaron Rodgers argument. It's the it's the mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers Brady argument. It's the LeBron MJ argument. I mean, you have to have championships in this town to to be considered the best ever, and. You know, I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to be consistent about. But the other thing, before we wrap up this segment, um, as I am older, I have gotten to see people's careers and end of people's careers, mm-hmm. and it, and it, and in, and it's and it's you feel sort of blessed to be able to have said I saw Gretzky play, I saw MJ play, like their entire careers, and you know, and being mm-hmm. able to see Tiger essentially play his entire career has been a been a real blessing because athletes like that just don't come around very often and uh yeah and it's and it's cool that we're able to see them and cover them right <laughs> or you know we have tv like people you know if you didn't if you didn't ha- if you didn't go to the ballpark you didn't see mickey mantle play every day or you didn't see dimaggio right. play on tv every day because that would have been that certainly would have been awesome but it just didn't happen for for oh. those generations of people I'm definitely grateful to what Tiger brought to the sport. Um, just being able to make it, make it so that we got to, we get to watch it all the time. Cause it used to be something you had to like really seek out. Yeah. Um, and I don't think like a thing like golf channel would exist without the presence of Tiger Woods. Oh, oh absolutely. Not. <laughs> Maybe at this point we'd have a cable network with all these guys, but I mean, yeah. he inspired an entire generation. He changed the game. Um, I know people say for the, sometimes for the worse, obviously, but I think the equipment had as much to do with that as Tiger's playing style. And I think that's what was so captivating about him early on was the fact that, Every shot he hit was an event because he might hit the greatest shot you've ever seen every single time he stood over the ball. Yeah. Um, he could do so many things. Like you say, best iron player ever. He used to hit those fairway wood stingers, with the, like that low hook, which is a shot that I learned how to hit because it's an amazing shot to have in your bag. Um, but yeah, he did a lot for the sport. Yeah, there just aren't a lot of golfers who hit the ball with charisma, right? And that's it's a funny thing to say. But, you know, you get like an Arnold Palmer or you get a Tiger Woods who when they hit the ball you're like it's kind of there's a there's a certain style and charisma to it that that you just can't uh, you, you just can't replicate yeah Tiger and, and Phil for the same reasons that it's not I'm gonna take my game and adapt it to this course it's I have every shot so it doesn't matter what the course is I can do anything right right and yeah, you can and see not- it you know especially if you're a golfer you can see like I, I there was a clip from Phil earlier in the season where he hits this low punch draw and it's like the perfect club path and the way he shuts the face and gets through the ball in this rough. It's not everybody on tour couldn't do that. They might some, you know, some of them might be able to, but to, to see guys be able to go out there and execute those, not tra- those non-traditional shots and do it in a great way, I think is the thing that's most captivating. Yeah. And Tiger was the best at that. Yeah. And do it when it counts too. Yep. I mean, anybody can fire those shots on a Thursday night with their buddies. <laughs> <laughs> But come on. <laughs> All right. So uh, enough gushing about Tiger. We Yay, love him. Tiger. Yay. We love Tiger. All right. So uh, another thing that bubbled up through Twitter uh, this week was this idea of the longstanding crush. Um, we were, uh, you know, just going back and forth. And, uh, and I, someone had made a comment, and I wish it was, it was 
it was probably someone from Canada. Um, but they uh, had made a comment about Hallmark movies, and I said, I won't watch a Hallmark movie unless Lori Laughlin's in it. <laughs> which, which, which started off a little bit of thing, which I said, and so I traced my, my, my crush on Lori Laughlin back to a, I don't know, it was a little scene movie called Secret Admirer from 1984. It was a cable, it was a staple of uh, H, early HBO um, you know, sorry, C. Thomas Howell. Anyway, Lori Laughlin's the uh, Lori Laughlin's the uh, the sensible friend. Um, but I was thinking to myself, you know, I thought, oh, what are the long-standing crushes? That's 1984, so we're into, you know, that's a 34-year-old crush. I mean, this is, I mean, that's a that's it's ser- it's serious business. And I thought <laughs> to myself, what are the what are the big ones for me? I mean, we've covered we've well covered Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, that's the one that pops up first on my list. I talked about Adventures in Babysitting when we covered the Elizabeth Shue catalog, <laughs> and that's uh, like I said, that that, yeah. that changed my life. <laughs> right, the the Karate Kid's eighty two, so that yeah. I mean that's a yeah. you know I mean when these crushes turn forty years old, I'm really going to be old. But this is the uh, I'm already plenty old. Um, Diane Lane, Diane Lane. Now I know she's like Clark Kent's mom now. <laughs> But uh, but again, I I came across um, this. I follow this t- Twitter uh, called um, One Big Picture or something like that, where they basically clip stills from movies that you know that are compelling, and they they tell you who was the director and all that kind of stuff. Um, they clipped one from Streets of Fire, and Streets of Fire is another one of those movies I watched on HBO like five thousand times. Um, has a really great song at the end of it called Tonight is What It Means to Be Young, and I could listen to that song over and over and over again because it's terrific. Um, but uh, Diane Lane's in it, and it's 19, again, 1984. She's 19 years old in 1984. So, and then, of course, Diane Lane's been around for since then. I mean, I think she must have mm-hmm. been 16 years old in The Outsiders or something. So I was like, wow had a crush on Diane Lane's for 30 some odd years. It's a do big you deal. remember do you you want to know when I first even became aware of Diane Lane? You're going to laugh. <laughs> Unfaithful? No. Tuscan Sun? Judge Dredd. <laughs> Judge Dredd. <laughs> Judge yeah. Dredd. Oh yeah. That so, year so that year Judge Dredd and Murder at 1600 and then all of a sudden I was on board with Diane Lane. So yeah. This is 1995. All right, sidebar. Okay, Diane Lane in in Judge Dredd or Sandy Bullock in Demolition Man, both both in their both in their their uh, their futuristic police officer uniforms. This uh, is it's a, it's 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 Sandy Bullock for me. <laughs> I was gonna say this is a coin flip for me. Um, they're both plenty terrific. Anyway, well, hey, you're for, you're asking me to pick, <laughs> and right. my and the other one I, that was the other thing I was gonna say was. The next one on my list was Sandra Bullock, and it has it started with uh, it started with Speed, and then I sort of retroactively, I guess it started with Demolition Man because I remember those movies being like simultaneous because I don't think I saw Demolition Man in the theater. I don't think I saw that until it was on video cassette. Okay, <laughs> it was on VHS. All right, kids, listen up. Come close. We used to have to watch movies on these giant tapes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Somebody said the word videotaping the other day when we were talking about something. I was like, what are you, what, what videotaping? Just say record, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> for me, um, uh, for me, uh, Sandy Bullock goes back to a movie called Love Potion Number 9. Do you sure, this? I'm familiar with Love Potion Number 9. Yeah. 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 I didn't really have the crush then, though. It wasn't until I watched you, like, do the action stuff that I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my uh, that's my Sandy book. So that's like 1992, Love Potion number nine. It's good stuff. Yeah. Tate Donovan. The next the next Tate good Tate Donovan. Don't I know. See, Tate that's Donovan. the whole thing. Is I really like. I was like, this guy really, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Thirteen. My... I'm like, how you can't date this guy? <laughs> this guy's objectively terrible. <laughs> um, the uh, my next one on my list is Jennifer Connelly. Ah, La- yes. Labyrinth, 1985. Yes. That's so I'm right it. with you on this one. Um, I don't think I watched Labyrinth until I was like eight. Uh, and then also um, The Rocketeer. Yes. Jennifer Connelly, Jennifer Connelly has been double, triple, super attractive Academy Award winner. And, uh, you know, just a, just a staple of my, a staple of my entire adult and preteen, my teen age and adult life, and she might be in the next Top Gun movie. So what's up, suckas? It'd be like the greatest thing that ever happened to me if Jennifer Connelly gets cast in Top Gun Two. The last one on my list I have as um, um, Lisa Bonet. I think Lisa Bonet is. I think Lisa. Bo- man, those the the early that early Cosby business, and then yeah, her early film work. Great stuff. I mean, Lisa Bonet is just, just terrific. I just, uh, and you know, she gets, I don't think she works very much anymore, but every, like, no. remember when she shows up in uh, High Fidelity? And you're just yes. like, and you're just like, holy crap, it's Lisa Bonet. <laughs> and, she just, because and she just kills. I don't think about her all very often, but you're right, because uh, the other day, um, just flipping channels like we were talking about doing a couple weeks ago. Uh, I came across Enemy of the State. Oh, yeah. Underrated movie, first of all. Sure. Um, but she pops up in the first, like, 20 minutes of that, and it's, like, it, it's a completely thing of she's talking about their history and all this, and he's trying to act cool about it, and, you know, it, it's... I, and she's crushing him. Yeah, it's really understandable why he would not be able to get away from her, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> yes, she's she is one of those things where where... Yeah, you forget about her, and then when she shows up, she just completely takes over. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and I, I wish she worked more, but uh, but I don't know. That's a, that 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 was that was the list I put up. Um, do you have? That's who, it. Who That's wanna, all you got. Well, I have. I could go. I could do this. I could do this for another two hours <laughs> if you wanted me to. <laughs> but I'd like you to get. I'd like you to get some uh, names on there. I have a. I have. I have a name on a, a list that I. I made a list called these. Are the these are these are the crushes that Ty probably should have, and I do have a couple of names on there. Well, I'm way more interested in what you think I have than what I actually have. That's much what? more interesting to me. Well, I have Tiffany Amber Thiessen on here. Sure. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. And uh, and the other layup that I had on there was Nicole Eggert. Nicole Eggert, um, not really my thing. Really. Like Charles in Charge era Nicole Eggert? Nah. Wow. Yeah, she I was. Just, I didn't really care. Yeah. yeah that girl was. Yeah, attractive. I mean. Well, sure. I and. You going I don't for know. you going for more substance? Maybe I've underestimated you. I, I you know I'm just I I tend to gravitate toward the brunettes. 
Ah, uh, I see. I also name carries a lot of weight for me, and Eggert is a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't date a girl named Eggert. Yeah, it's I don't I can't explain it. Look, man, don't ask me to explain what the medulla wants. I don't understand the medulla. <laughs> the lizard brain. Yeah. It yeah. It keeps it keeps your heart beating and your in your and your lungs inhaling and exhaling, and then it also tells you not like Eggert is weird. Yeah, that's that's what it does. Yeah, I when I was like putting together a, a quote unquote list, I found mine were like just a little bit more contemporary too, and I think that has to do with our age difference. Um, mm. Obviously, we talked about the, the ladies of the eighties, um, you know, and then all of those movies. Obviously, for Kelly LeBrock back in the day, and then any any movie where there was some sort of a sex pod in the eighties when I was like you know ten years old. Ooh, there's obviously impression on my brain. Um, but like the, when I started putting the list together, you know, I think we talked in a couple of episodes past about Marky Post. Sure. Uh, funny, sort of can be caustic, uh, you know, like mulleted. I, I like. Yeah. And I've always been a big fan of like capable women. So like I'm, I'm really interested in uh, and I always found my heart captured by women in media who uh, who showed like the ability to be excellent and I think that's what you know attracted me to like Liz Shu and Adventures in Babysitting for instance very capable she has to save the day yes um, so like something that comes up for me that's that's much later uh, is like Eliza, Eliza Dushku right so yeah. Faith from Buffy you know but that's like that we're talking about late 90s at that point I feel like once I'm a teenager it starts to be like well of course you had your thing for some hot girl on TV when you were a teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I'm just thinking about how these crushes, like, continue to, like, exist in the world, right? They, right. they still work. You still see them. I mean, they've arced, they've arced, you know, careers that they, start, they started as teenagers, and now these are all women in their, you know, late 40s, early 50s, which I think and, is, is crazy. Yeah, for me, like, uh, Jennifer Lopez comes to mind because like i mean i don't understand how she's getting better looking as she's getting older i don't really understand how that works <laughs> the work um, goes in I yeah mean, and both but that's both both always but that's purely a surface crush because i don't respect her decision making <laughs> what a rod <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not you're not gonna, you're not gonna no, prove man, the A-Rod? Whole thing that the the mark anthony carl carl casper smart like <laughs> This, I, there's a whole run of what are you doing? The Ben Affleck situation, all of it's bad. Um, and I know we're, we're over time. Uh, and the last okay. one, oh, I guess two names I wanted to mention. Uh, Connie Britton. Josh, sure. Uh, so spins, going back to the Spin City days. Um, and then, you know, Co- Coach Taylor's wife. Just... Uh, yeah, she's had a nice career. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we can't make this list without mentioning Carla Gugino. <laughs> Just, it's required. Definitely. Let me go to the Carly Gugino well. There is a Bon Jovi video called Forever. No, not mm-hmm. Forever. Always. Where this dude who kind of looks like John Bon Jovi is in a relationship with Carly Gugino and ends up cheating on Carly Gugino with Carrie Russell. It's worth a it's worth a YouTube look back. I think it's called Always. Not Forever. Always. Bon Jovi. Carla Gugino and a very young Carrie Russell with this big monster curly hair thing. It's definitely worth a watch. It's it'll rip your head off. It's like, dude, you're cheating on Carly Gugino, but it's with Carrie Russell. I'm torn. I'm torn over the whole thing. And then the last one, and again, it's about capability and like sort of, uh, it's uh, it's Rachel Vice in the Mummy. Oh God, Rachel Vice. So I, I know that's only she's 20 awesome. years old. 
Yeah, but yeah. Rachel Weisz in The Mummy, I'm like, I, I remember being like enthralled like an idiot. Like, like, <laughs> like I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna somehow meet her. <laughs> that's 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 an easy that's an easy crush to have. No doubt. Oh my god! So, so quick sidebar, quick sidebar. Uh, a friend of mine, the kind of person who would send a tape in to Road Rules back in the late nineties. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy did a meet and greet at like the mall. <laughs> this must have been like 1998. Yeah. So like just after singled out, right when she was really big. Um, and he like took a rose to oh give God. to her. <laughs> Jesus. Oh Lord. And like, I wish I could remember the specific details that I wish I, maybe if I can, can research this a little bit, I'll bring it back to the show. But, um, he, he like somehow got up to the front and like made a big show of it oh, and said Lord. something and was videotaping it for this road rules tape he was making. <laughs> <laughs> People like this actually exist in the world. It oh, didn't Lord. seem that weird at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I tell this story, Hey, speak. Okay. Double sidebar. We were working together in Bellevue and, and there was this WWE superstar woman who was in Playboy and I had gone down to the Barnes and Noble and got you a signed copy of that Playboy. Do you still have the Playboy? And who was the woman? What was her name? She was Uh, super it's it's Tori but I can't remember the rest of yeah, she was she was super attractive. I remember I walked in there. I walked into the the, whatever the Barnes and Noble bought the Playboy had her sign it because I don't know why you couldn't go yourself but there was a reason you couldn't. But I yeah, walked out because I, I, it was out two of town blocks away. Uh, yeah, maybe or something. It was two blocks away, so I went down. Yeah, I stood in the line, which wasn't particularly long, and I got you a signed Playboy from Tori. What's her name? It, and it's uh, not. So that's the thing is we're confusing because so Tori was the first, like one of the first female wrestlers that like feuded with Sable. Yes. No, that was her. No, that's a, no. This is that's a different person. It's a different person. Oh, yeah. I forget. Anyway. That was the double sidebar. <laughs> terrible that we don't remember. Of the, I, of the play, do you still have the Playboy magazine that I stood in line and got you signed? I'm pretty sure I do. <laughs> it's I somewhere. can't say I know exactly where it is. Are we but sure? I'm pretty it sure it's in the. All right. I, I know you know, Tori Wilson. Tori, Tori Wilson. That's Wilson. why. Okay, so the reason I couldn't yeah. find it is because it was two R's and then an I E. <laughs> okay. That's why I couldn't find it. Sure. So, and, and the other Tori with one R with an I was much more famous. Um, but yeah, Tori Wilson was uh, part of the sort of the when the divas were really big for the first time with yeah. you know, Trish Stratus and she's uh, like a fitness like a fitness model. She was a fitness yeah. model and a and a relatively poor wrestler, as I recall. <laughs> yes. And uh, and hey, she was she was right next door to our office building, so I had I had to pop over and uh, get you get you a copy of the the magazine. Why do you keep saying it like you went to get me a copy? Like it wasn't because I got you, you a copy. It wasn't okay. equally for me. Oh, I looked at the naked pictures of Tori Wilson. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's not like I didn't look at the magazine. So you're but saying I you didn't get yourself a copy? I no, and I wouldn't have gone down there had had it not been you. Like, oh, dude, I, I can't. You, could you go down there and get me a, a, co- a signed copy of this? That's magazine? not how I remember this at all. This is exactly <laughs> how it happened. It's exactly <laughs> believe it. That's exactly how it happened. All right, hopping into our uh, our last segment. Um, last last week we talked about fake names. 
but this week we're talking about real names, and real names that can cause you just a little bit of heartache these days. And I always think about this old SNL skit with Nick Cage, where Nick Cage is like in this living room with his pregnant wife, and they're trying to come up with names, and every time she says a name, he finds a way to like shoot it down. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, just... Rick, Dick, and like I can't call him that. Like he's, and like so every every name she comes up with, he's got some sort of, some sort of, like he doesn't want to use that name. And then finally, there's a knock on the door, and like there's a delivery man there, and says, "I have a package for Mister Asswipe Johnson." He's like, "It's Oswipe." Anyway, so his name, <laughs> his name's Oswipe Johnson. I'm familiar with Oswipe. <laughs> that's, so that's the that's the skit. So obviously, names these days are probably not as extreme as Oswipe. <laughs> but but you can have a fairly innocuous name these days and and people will give you a the the shiny example, the current shiny example for me is uh, Felicia. Like if your name's Felicia these days, it's like good god. I I'm, I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's a tough time. <laughs> it's a tough to Felicia. <laughs> it's a really it's a it's a really tough time. To, yeah. I mean, is it I, worse I, now than it was when like Friday first came out? Because now it's like it's part of the cultural lexicon. Yes, because when Friday when Friday came out, it was fine. It was kind of a funny throwaway joke, and then mm-hmm. over what the last three or four years, it has become the default blow off. The mm-hmm. by Felicia, like if you screw up and you get fired from your job or whatever, the odds of you hearing a by Felicia as you walk out the, <laughs> out the door pretty heavy. And if your name is actually Felicia and you leave the office on a Friday night and everyone goes, okay, bye, Felicia. And you're just like, oh, shit. God, I got to put up with this all the time, every day. Yeah. That's a tough one. I want to, before we get too far down this road, I wanted to put a disclaimer in front of this because I don't care what you name your kids. And I don't really judge you unless, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of like sort of, making up an or actually it's not true i don't really care if you want to make up a name i kind of have a problem with like creative spelling because i don't understand the point it's like aren't you just introducing difficulty for everyone into the situation (laughs) yes like it's not unique if you just you know i don't know spell something with a y instead of an i it's not that big of a deal but i was reading an article recently about uh one of the all-time great UW football players and the fact that I can't remember his name off the top of my head is embarrassing because I literally just read it and this is what happens when you look at Twitter 24 hours a day your brain no longer retains any old information um, but his wife's name was Alice with a Y and this is like back in the 20s and 30s so clearly this is not a new thing right right they're you know they're European sort of they're European um, or again non-American formations of these names that sort of show up and and fine right i mean again it's i it doesn't bother me because the people at starbucks are going to misspell your name on your cup anyway your name could be joe and it's going to come out j o e i y x silent h i mean it's like who knows what those people are doing over there but uh but you know i don't know i it's yeah there's what what is is it's like uh like something like Elise, like so. You say, "Oh, my name's Elise." Now go ahead and spell that. You're just like, well, <laughs> "You're gonna have to clue me in," because <laughs> I see it spelled. Or Aiden. How about the Aidens these days? My little sister's middle name is Elise, and it 
has sort of an insane spelling and you would never have any idea how to spell it. <laughs> there's two E's, there's a, there's a C. Yeah, I saw for the the I saw a new Aiden the other the other day. We were at uh the Drive Chip and Putt and one of the contestants names was Aiden and it was A A D E A it was either A N or E N. But it was like So like Aaron. A yes, Aiden. But it was two A's. It started. It was A A D, E N. I was like, "Can we?" <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't make heads or tails. Of that. I was like, "That was a new one." I and just when you think you you sort of figured out, you figured it out. Like someone, uh, they changed the question on you. What stood out to me on the list of most popular names is that the two most popular boys' names right now are the Gallagher brothers, <laughs> <laughs> Noah and Liam. I'm like, what? <laughs> Noel. It's Noel Gallagher, not Noah. Oh, right. That's Whatever. Fine. But it's close enough. <laughs> I was like, you had me there. I was like, wait a minute. It's the same. So we're just taking a look at the uh, the most popular baby names of 2018. And they all seem pretty. So it's funny. Noah. Then there's Liam. But Liam is really just a shorter version of William. Like, uh-huh. you're, if your name's William, it's just the other half of... It's just... You need to be named William, but you, but people are just skipping that and just give, going right to the nickname. Uh-huh. Like like me, I'm not a Christopher. I'm just a Chris. Right. So I'm I was I was when I was a kid, I was like, what? We couldn't do this. <laughs> we couldn't. You couldn't give me the whole name. And my dad was like, well, I didn't want to give you a twenty character name because you know <laughs> your last name is ten characters, and then your first name would be ten characters, and that's a lot of characters for a kid to have in his name. Unless you're Malaysian, <laughs> which in case which twenty characters would be the shortest Malaysian name, but that's there's a just, lot of uh, a lot of syllables going on there. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so we have so here the Noah, which seems biblical, Liam, which is Liam, which is kind of like the Aiden thing, which is kind of like an Irish kind of mm-hmm. kind of construction, Benjamin, and if you have kids in if you have kids in school. Or in elementary school, these names all are you like? Oh yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. Benjamin Oliver, very popular. Yes. Now William is five, Liam is two, but William is five. James, that'd be like would <laughs> be like Jim being three and James being six. <laughs> but it's, it's James Elijah, which again, old biblical people like that. That's interesting. A lot of Lucases. I wouldn't want to be Elijah. Yeah, it seems. It's 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 old timey and biblical. You want to you'd like to dodge Elijah. Well, and like the most famous Elijah is kind of like a sniveling weakling. Elijah Wood. Yeah. <laughs> or or Eli Manning. I couldn't figure out which. I couldn't figure out which he's one you were talking Elijah. about. He's he's Elisha. What? Yeah. No. He's like the full on like not the J version like the SH version. Oh. He's Elisha. Okay. That's interesting. Maybe his name is Alicia. <laughs> Maybe his name's Alicia. We don't know. Nobody Mason. I, the, Mason. Michael. Michael's a pretty. Michael's a Mike. That's a pretty. That's a yeah. pretty common name. But those are. There's a lot of dudes named Mike. I've like twenty percent of my friends are named either Mike or Chris. Maybe forty percent. Everybody knows a Mike Miller or a Chris Johnson. Maybe. Someone said this to me years ago, and it and it tests pretty strong. And there's, it tests pretty strong. If you just if you walked into a bar and you were hanging out with a bunch of people for a while, and you said, "Hey, you know, my buddy said 
everyone knows a Mike Miller or a Chris Johnson, and they go, and people look up at the sky and they go, oh yeah, I do. I know a Mike Miller or a Chris Johnson. I actually know a Mike Miller and a Chris Johnson, so I'm lucky that way. I think we know the same Mike Miller. I think that's the only Mike Miller I know. Oh, perhaps. All right, let's jump into the girls' names. Well, so this is the first thing I've counted. Sophia's on here twice. Once with a PH and once with an F. <laughs> I don't really understand why that's two different names. We had the thing where our older daughter's our older daughter's first name was gonna be Sophia, and then my wife's cousin had a daughter and named her Sophia after she had had a conversation with my wife about what we were going to name our child. Oh. <laughs> I don't yeah. know that she remembered it, but it didn't. It wasn't great. The <laughs> situation was not ideal. <laughs> Sank in. I did that to one of our friends, kind of. I, I sort of after it was over. After I we did after we did it, she said to me a little while later. She goes, "You know, we were we wanted that name." I was like, "You did?" She goes, "Yeah, I told you that like years ago." I was like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry." It's like, oh, my bad. That's where you got the idea. <laughs> I, but you know, maybe this. You know, it, it sort of came around from a different angle, but. I mean, again, this is if you have school age kids, these names yeah. are just all. Every girl is named this. It's like we have Olivia, we have Emma, Ava, mm-hmm. Charlotte, Mia, Sophia, Isabella, Harper. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't. Harper's a. Harper's uh, a my Am- daughter definitely shares class with Harper. Yeah, Amelia, mm-hmm. and Evelyn. Evelyn. And then there was a, there's a, then I like how on the, on the list it's like, at, on, at, at the bottom it's like possible game changers, Zoe, 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 or Ella, Ellie, Ella, Ellie. There was just a lot of L, there's a lot of Ellas and Ellies floating around. Cause I know I do the, uh, I do, uh, the, you know, some volunteer junior golf coaching and there's like, there are a lot of Ella, Ellies. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like half the girls <laughs> who are playing who are playing junior golf in this area are named Ella or Ellie. Well, to tie this back to our segment from last week, I see Chloe on the list here at number twenty-two, and I'm telling you, Dove Cameron could just be Chloe Hosterman, <laughs> and it would be fine. <laughs> Popular there you, name. There you go. Just go with the ones that work. Anyway, um, it's all good. I think I think that it's I think that it's always a challenge for parents these days to try to find uh, to try to go off the board like trendy like when i was a kid like all my all my uh all the girls in my class were jennifer like 50 of them for uh, some odd reason uh-huh. i grew up in a t- tiny town and in the grade two grades above me two grades below me my high school was lousy with jessica's oh yeah yeah just yeah. Jess- yeah we we had a, we just had jennifer's everywhere but here's a question i've thought about for years because I feel like when I was in elementary school, there was a bunch of these dudes running around, and now I've I haven't met one in like ten years. What happened to all the Jeremys? Jeremys? Yeah. What did what happened to all the Jeremys? I don't know. Did Jeremy destined you. If your name was Jeremy, did it destined you to like a life of like drug <laughs> use and homelessness, and that's why we, nobody knows any Jeremys anymore. <laughs> if you go out on the street and yell Jeremy a bunch of people like turn around like a bunch of like homeless people <laughs> like like what <laughs> you call me he's like oh I'm sorry I didn't really I didn't realize that uh, Jeremy was a thing Jeremy huh that's a maybe Pearl Jam ruined it maybe maybe all the Jeremy's just are said ah just be Jerry or something I gotta get off of this I gotta get off of the Jeremy thing that's a that's yeah, an interesting because I, I, I don't think I know a single Jeremy 
Exactly. You they bite a kid at recess once, and now nobody wants to know your name. <laughs> <laughs> you gnash your teeth and bite the recess lady's breast, and then... <laughs> how can I forget? Yeah, how... <laughs> then everybody changed some shit like that. <laughs> then everybody, then everybody just changed their name. I don't know. Yeah, don't worry, a kid named Jeremy once. He bit the duty <laughs> on the playground right in the tit. <laughs> and then he spoke in class, and then that was it. Forever famous. Now, oh, anyway, all right. Off we trundle into the OT for this week in horrible things you can see on the internet. I think it's this week in horrific things you can see on the internet. Now, the thing Indeed. that you the thing that you started with was wildly horrific. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Ty puts puts this link in the in the uh, in the in the, in the I Ching, and I click on it, and it is awful. It is, it is this video of these people trying to put this dead whale into a dumpster, which, first of all, I don't know why they're putting a dead whale into a dumpster. Shouldn't you just get, is there a better place to put it than the dumpster? You, you got to transport put this on the, it for a necropsy. Yeah. What? What? They didn't put it. In, I didn't read the article. They didn't put it in there just so the, the trash people could pick it up. They wanted to <laughs> transport it to the Seacoast Science Center for a necropsy. You, could, you couldn't put it on like a flatbed trailer or something like that and haul it over to the, the place. I mean, the fact that I thought they were just putting it in this, this giant whale. It's, it's about, what, 16, 16, 15 feet long? Maybe 12 yeah, or 15 feet And now I'm long. watching this video over, this gif over and over again, <laughs> like, like the guts spilling out of it as it flails I, off I, the top I, of this dumpster. is disgusting. I can't, I can't watch the video. But the but I, I thought they were just putting it in the dumpster so that like waste management would come and pick it up. And if I was the waste management dude <laughs> who, was on, who was on dumpster duty that day and I, and I dumped this whale in my truck, I would be pissed. I'd be like, what in the hell? Is this giant whale, dead, gross, stinky whale, doing in this dumpster that I just put in my truck that I have to deal with later? It's so nasty. Nasty. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, everyone knows that dead whales go into compost. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Oh, God. I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet it out. I'm sure when I promote the show this week, I'll, I'll tweet out this horrific dumpster video <laughs> so you can share in it'll our horror. A, it'll be a real treat. Believe me. Oh, God. It's disgusting. It is horrific. Horrific. Um, the, uh, the, Jimmy G, the Jimmy G sports injury. I mean, I've, we've seen more graphic. We've seen more graphic injuries, but there's mm-hmm. something about the non-contact. My knee just explodes. That just sort of makes my stomach hurt. I mean, it gives me that. Gives me that. Like, you ever watch like skate wipeout videos? <laughs> yeah. And like, you get that like aching in your your perineum, like when you watch somebody wipe out real hard. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice biology, nice biology work there. Well, oh, that's really where the anatomy. pain is. It's like I can't really explain it. It sends a tingle <laughs> up your back. Like you just wipe, you watch somebody and you just like smush their face into some concrete, and you're just like, right. oh my god, right? Like, like my mother-in-law about a month ago broke her femur. Oh and no! I, oh god! And every time I think about the broken femur, I get that same pain. I yeah, get that. Yeah, oh, no, it's, it's, giving me, it's giving you the willies, right? It's like, yes. oh god! 
oh. it's such a big bone. Like, what happens? How did it get crowded? Oh, how did it get, no. no, it's just terrible. I can't think it's, about it because it's, it's, it's giving really me the bad. feeling. And the Jimmy Genie injury gave me that feeling. Like, he turns on it and it, it just buckles and you just know. You're just like, oh. It's like the yeah. the, the RG3 terrible, you know, that, that his knee injury against the Seahawks. When he just fades back and he plants his foot and his knee goes blank and you're just like, yeah, you know, in that particular situation, I wasn't as worried about it because that sealed the victory for us. <laughs> sure, but but still, man, I just uh, those those kind of injuries on film, I just like to turn the channel. I can't always oh, like, oh, I can't do yeah. it. Makes me yeah, makes like, me nuts. Like Dalvin Cook last year. Like yeah. when you cut and then it's just you, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, see there, yeah. I've got the feeling again. Stop talking yeah, about bad. these things. It's bad. I have to breathe. But was anything as terrifying as the Flyers' new mascot, Gritty? <laughs> Gritty. What? Who the? I mean, what? what kind of peyote fucking trip? Like spat out Gritty. I mean, really? That is just. Does anybody who do does character design in their right mind produce a Gritty? I mean, this is is <laughs> is horrific in every way. It's like they were trying to do the. Uh, the like some sort of a riff on the Philly fanatic or something because the Philly yeah. fanatic is insane, right? It's yes, it's sort of like Bigfoot merged with animal from the Muppets merged with no, the, it's freaking no, it's Doctor Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So it's Bigfoot mashed with Doctor Teeth mashed yeah. with the newborn alien from Alien Resurrection. It's like it's this whole <laughs> just nasty. Like, it's not cute or it's not goofy in any way. It is just, it's it's frightening. To it's, me, it looks like Dr. Teeth got addicted to crack <laughs> and then like, s- like smoked up all his teeth and his eyes are bugging the fuck out of his head because he's all hopped up. That's what, that's, what I get. that's what I'm getting from it. It's so bad. It's the stuff of nightmares. It's really bad. I don't know what, I like I said, I don't know, I don't know who would design a character, build it, like okay, so presumably it goes through several iterations, and it goes through several eyes, and it goes through several levels of approval. So somebody designs this, like oh, we need a new mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers. So I thought maybe something fluffy and fun, and maybe he has big googly eyes. And oh yeah, okay, that sounds okay. Why don't you draw it up for us? And then it gets drawn up. And people look at it and go, okay, maybe it could be jolly. (laughs) I don't know. It's perhaps a little weird. I don't know. And then they actually make the costume. I mean, that can be the first attempt at making this costume, right? It it probably. I think it is. I think they just make one and like, well, this is what we got. (laughs) (laughs) Just the thought of that. Oh, that's good enough. Let's go ahead and roll that out. Let's roll that out. That'll be fine. And let's oh. be clear that when you're saying it has googly eyes, they're actually googly eyes. Like, they roll yeah. around like a googly eyes. Right. Right. They're not it just buggy just... or anything. They're insane. It's it's so bad. And maybe 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 in their... Maybe in somebody's sick, twisted genius, they thought, if we make the world's worst mascot, people will hate it and then love it, and it'll become a thing of... It'll become the stuff of legend. And right now, I guess, you know, it's the IHOB. <laughs> it's the IHOB of, of, of sports mascots. Because it is really, it's awful. 
It's awful. There's, I can't so, think of anything. While you've been about. talking, while you've been talking, I managed to find an article that profiles the creator of Gritty. <laughs> <laughs> you should read some of these political <laughs> quotes that he lands on because he he really clearly is. If you look at his sketches, it's only like loosely adjacent to what he submitted. <laughs> so. Uh, it, let me read you some quotes from this article. All right. It was really exciting to see physically. I've designed a lot of mascots before, but never for a costume. This was the first time one of my illustrations came to real life. If you look at my illustrations, there are a lot of things that turned out differently. A lot of things I drew couldn't be functional in real life. What, do you draw a penis on it? <laughs> it's not that Cubs bear from a few years ago. <laughs> but like... Here's the next quote. I wanted them to be buggy eyes for sure, but I never told them they should move around like that. I don't know who came up with that. I didn't know that was happening, but I think it adds a lot of movement and life to him. <laughs> this is a dude who hasn't got his check yet. <laughs> and then that's the last thing. Seeing the fan reaction has been interesting because it's something that's dear to the fans' hearts. So there's some visceral reactions out there. Hopefully fans grow to love the mascot over time. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, I no, you're not. <laughs> Lies. I'll share his drawings. I'll share his drawings, and you. I guarantee you, he's not happy with it because the drawings are actually pretty cool, and they don't look like cracked out doctor teeth. Maybe we should have sent Gritty to address the UN assembly today. That would have been that would have been that would have been good stuff. That would have been that would have been probably marginally more successful. <laughs> Yeah, don't, uh, even, don't even allude I'm, to it, all right? I'm I can't deal you. with the stupid. I'm, I hate I'm, him. I'm baiting you. I'm baiting you, and I apologize anyway. I just come yeah. on, man. I mean, our president is a doofus. <laughs> it's <laughs> really hard to deal with. They laugh. <laughs> That's the best. The best part is the laugh, and the best part is he totally just Johnny Carson's it. Like, and and as much as I love Johnny Carson, he totally Johnny Carson's that laugh, which actually made me laugh. Because of the way he handled the laugh, I, I thought it was, I thought it border, I mean, if, if he wasn't the president, I would tell you that was a borderline, like, comedic genius reaction to that laugh. It's funny. Well, he's always so self-serious, right? And like trying to, like, just sell you on his gaslighting bullshit, and then they just, <laughs> he, he, somebody laughs or something, and then he, like, looks at them and says, so true, and then they all just start laughing, because they, like, obviously it's just lies and more lies. <laughs> all right, I didn't mean uh, to start you off. Let's, let's, let's call it. Wait, I have a, I have a critical <gasps> question for you at the Point end of the of show here. All right. Is this the time um, for critical questions? Are you, are you we're running out. We're, we're, we're running long. That's all right. All right. So I'm a Clear member. Are you familiar with Clear? Sure. The uh, it's like the security company at the airport where you get your identity yeah. verified with either retina or fingerprints, and so sure, you, don't, sure, sure. you just basically skip the security line. Uh huh. They've started offering it at like professional sports stadiums because that's another place where you have to get metal detectored. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It makes sense. What? Yes. And then generally, when I go to a sporting event, it's with one other person who doesn't have Clear. Correct. <laughs> so, obviously, if it's my wife or whatever, I'm not going to go be like, I'll see you inside. But if it was you and me, because generally I, I'm going to the football game with a buddy. All right. I will tell you what the dude rule here is. I would say, dude, hop through the clear, get me something to drink, and I will meet you at the seats. And you hop right. through, you buy me a beer, and I meet you there, win-win win-win situation 
Wait, do I have to pay for the beer that I buy for you? No, I would. Give you, I would. I would. No, I would give you the money for the beer, but but it would be nice for me to work my way through the line, go to the seat, and already have a beer waiting for you. That would be worth it. That would be awesome. I would totally be like, yeah, God, get through. I don't have to talk to you. I'm going to sit right. next to you at the game the whole day. What do we? What do we have to? What do you have to chat all the way through the through the through the uh, switchbacks and then the metal detector? I mean, what? We're guys. Yeah, that's what I should Well, I'll let you know how this goes when I try it out. I would also do this. If I also had this, I would my I would push my wife through the clear uh, check-in, and then I would make her buy me a beer and then meet me at the seats. One of the greatest football attending experiences I ever had was when uh, I was there with three couples, and, and the ladies went and brought us all beers back. It was the best. It's like, all right, service. Yeah, Seat-side service. My my wife would totally, if I had a clear pass and and, and she, she'd, be, she'd totally be like, go get us food and I'll meet you there. It'll be great. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not do. the world I'm living in. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like, you can call me on the phone and I'll talk to you the whole time. <laughs> I like it. It'll be, it'll be just like I'm standing here. Seriously, it'll be fine. All right. All very right. Uh, very good. Very good, Ty. Always a pleasure spending my evening Absolutely. with you. It's, it's, it never ceases to amaze. <laughs> <laughs> we, learn, we, we learn about each other. We learn a bit about ourselves. We do. It's I feel like we had a little trouble with the, the delay tonight. Like, I feel like we were kind of stepping on each other. I think that there's yeah, a little... That's okay. Yeah. We're chomping it's okay because you don't have to edit the show. That's why it's okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're complaining about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the 2 on 3 pod. As always, we appreciate your clicks, downloads, and interactions on Twitter. So hit us up online. We'll be back next week with more shenanigans. But until then, peace. peace.